Before this episode starts, please note our guest Giacomo is a student sharing his own personal experiences and mental health strategies that have worked for him, and he is not a mental health provider or professional. If you feel like you need to contact a mental health professional, please reach out to CAPS at 812-855-5711. Or if you're a Kelly student, please email ksbwell at indiana.edu for mental health help and services. Unfiltered Career Search Podcast, or UCS for short. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda, and I'm joined by my friends, Sabrina and Sophie. We're so excited that you tune in. And as I'm sure you're picking up on by now, this podcast is all about college recruiting, career search, and the struggles that come with all of that. Hey everyone, it's Sabrina. I know a lot of the times we as students get the chance to hear from experts and deans and leaders of our school about what we as students can be doing to be better about taking care of our mental health. To get that flip side of that perspective, this week we're gonna talk about mental health from the perspective of us as students. Hello everyone, it's Sophie, and we're excited to dive deeper into this topic by welcoming our fellow peer coach, Giacomo, who is a junior in the Kelly School of Business from New York, New York. And his majors are information systems and international business with a minor in Italian. Ciao, Giacomo. And his favorite restaurant is Blooming Thai, which I think is the new place up on the square. I've yet to try it. Yeah, I just went there for the first time. So good. Highly recommend. Ciao, guys. How's it going? I'm loving this uh, this snowy weather right now. It's giving me an excuse to stay inside. Isn't that crazy? For the podcast <laughs> listeners in the future, throwback to when we had like seven inches of snow on the wellness day. Anyway, Giacomo, we are so, so happy that you're here, and we're just going to dive right in. So, unfiltered, what has been the greatest struggle in your career search? That's a great question. For me, my career search has gone on a pretty different journeys. Um, it began as a theater major at a small liberal arts college, and then realizing that wasn't something I wanted to do as a career and taking a gap year to figure it out and figure out what path excited me the most. And now it's led me all the way back to Indiana University to study business and information systems, trying to do some cool tech stuff in the future. But really, the biggest struggle has been just trying to narrow down what I want to do. Yeah, I totally feel that. So this episode is going to be all about mental health. And we know that you've written quite a lot about this topic. So what made you initially interested about the subject of mental health? And can you tell us a little bit more about what that journey has looked like for you? I talk about mental health a lot because one of the biggest reasons I stopped pursuing theater and left Davidson College was because I had to confront depression and anxiety, which were all very scary things for me. And there was a lot of stigma surrounding it. And I went on, on a pretty long journey during my gap year to try to cope with it and develop strategies that really had to do with self-reflection. And I learned a lot in that gap year. And it's been something that's a big passion of mine to learn more about. So I love to write about it and teach people when I get the opportunity. Giacomo, I think that's so great that you went ahead and took that gap year for yourself. I feel like it's very difficult for students who are struggling with mental health to take that really long period of time to address it head on. So I think that's really great that you did that yourself because I know that can be really difficult. So what are some tangible things that students can do to better their mental health, whether it's about recruiting, whether it's about this type of new school environment that we're in? What would you suggest for someone like that? 
I think that's a great question. This time in particular in our live is really aggravating people's mental struggles all over the country and especially college students who are being put in situations that just aren't really conducive for mental health and wellness all around. I would say from my lessons in having done the research that I've done and, and taking my own gap year to approach my own mental health, getting out and getting active is a huge, huge help. It, it gets you out of your headspace. It, it gets you out of your funk, gives you a new energy releases serotonin in your brain. So especially when we're spending so much time in front of computers, I suggest people take time. It doesn't even really have to be an intense workout, but even to just go for a walk, get some vitamin D, you know, enjoy the nature a little bit and ground yourself in that sense. Take those breaks, incredibly helpful. Another really tangible thing people can do is meditation, especially if you're in the Kelly School of Business. If you send an email to KSB, wellness at iu period edu requesting a headspace account they'll send you a link for a free year of headspace and meditation has so many tangible benefits leading to feeling less stressed to feeling more capable to approach problems head on lastly i would say journaling and talking to friends processing things are really important to your mental health it's important to just lead your life intentionally and recognize that your brain is, is just like the rest of your body and it needs to be taken care of and it needs to be fed. And if you can just identify maybe one or two different practices that help you feel less stressed throughout the week, just focusing on those will ease you know the problems incredibly so. I am a huge fan of journaling, Giacomo. I really am glad that you brought that up. I think it's a great resource to help someone spill how you're feeling your thoughts, your emotions into one safe place without the worry of someone judging you. But out of curiosity, Giacomo, what are some ways students can get professional perspectives regarding their mental health? Well, the IU CAPS department is incredibly helpful and they have a lot of resources, beginning with two free therapy sessions for any IU student that are half hour in length and are really nice to get to understand what the mental health process is like and maybe confront some of the stigmas you might have with meeting with a therapist in your brain already by just engaging in the process. I would say, you know, the CAPS department really is super well developed. They have therapists, they have psychiatrists, and they have a pharmacy all in one location. So if you go there, you can really make it easy on yourself and gain access to mental health professionals who could give you some really sound advice. If maybe one-on-one -on -one therapy isn't for you and medication maybe isn't for you, there's also group therapy that's available and free to all students as well. And they're doing that virtually at the moment, which is incredibly easy to access. And they have group therapy that addresses specific themes as well. So maybe loneliness is something you're struggling with right now or just general fear. And those are two topics that you totally could go and have group therapy sessions about. Jackmo, you are so knowledgeable about mental health. And one thing you were telling me earlier is that a lot of the things that you can do with mental health sound so simple, but in reality, they are the best things that you can do for yourself. So there's a lot of different stuff going on and being said about mental health. Do you think that people have some stigma? You alluded to it earlier. What are those? I think, you know, when we talk about mental health, it's really a concept that's becoming more accepted as our generation progresses. And in historically, it's not something that people are very open about struggling with. So there are many people who are afraid of the label of being depressed and afraid of the label of 
being anxious and and I get that totally because when you're raised thinking maybe that these things are unnatural it, it makes total sense to be afraid that they might be defining characteristics of yourself but I like to push back against that and really talk about the fact that depression and anxiety are supernaturally occurring experiences and they actually came to be as a result of evolution and being anxious was essential to our survival and same with being depressed it gave us an indication of something being wrong in our surrounding environment and nowadays it tends to manifest itself in less you know life or death situations which is when it becomes a little bit more problematic but it's totally a natural experience and everyone actually does deal with it in, in one way or another. Yeah, I think that point is so interesting because, and I think even sometimes people don't recognize maybe the mental health that they're facing. For example, like I'm not making friends, but I don't feel myself. So how am I supposed to make friends? Or I can't concentrate on my homework. And so I just feel like I can't do it. And those can all be related to mental health issues and are totally normal. But I feel like sometimes people don't recognize what it is and don't know that maybe there's something they can do to help them with that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, going back to what, what you can do, just talking to people is such a big tool you can use. Because when you voice your thoughts, other people can, you know, give you feedback and, and you can really sympathize with you, empathize with you, and you recognize you're not alone. So I love this theme that we're on of asking for help and recognizing that there is an area for improvement. So on the subject of college struggles, as everything has transitioned to online, we're dealing with school online, friends virtually, recruiting virtually, extracurriculars virtually. It's all become quite overwhelming for so many students. So Giacomo, what have you found as a good outlet to be real with how you're feeling, even when you feel like you don't have time to spend on self-care or reflecting on your overall mental health with all of those factors going on simultaneously? You know, like Amanda said earlier, when, when we've spoken about at length in the past is a lot of these things, they, they're going to sound simple. And I'm a little bit afraid that sometimes when I give people this advice is that I'm going to be like laughed at and someone's like, what? I'm depressed. You want me to journal? Like that's going to fix, you know, this sadness like that this seems so unrelated. And the truth is like when things really feel overwhelming, the, the most powerful tools are the simplest ones and getting just sitting down and with your the self and your thoughts and a piece of paper and journaling to reflect on on what it is exactly that may be frustrating you in your life at this moment in time and what you can do to really manage you know your health in that moment and mitigate those stressors is really the most powerful way for me to go about it i can tell you Taking that time to step back and see if I really can handle everything that was going on was essential to me leaving Davidson. And I'm so happy that I took that time because I'm in such a better place because of it. I'm, you know, performing so much better in school now that I have understood myself better and I'm approaching my passions in a much more real way. So I could just urge anyone to like take that time and approach those simple tasks. I like what you spoke about there, Giacomo, in, in the importance of consistency and building strong habits and how those things can really help amplify tangible results in bettering your mental health. And you know what they always say, or my mom always would say, is you are who you surround yourself with. So in keeping that in mind, as you look to build these new habits into your life, surrounding yourself with friends and family who are going to encourage you can also really help you. Exactly, Sophie. 
doing consistent well seems to be the key in every situation. And specifically to feeling like you don't have time. Giacomo, it's these simple things that you just have to make time for. You said five minutes, 10 minutes. In reality, we all have five minutes. And just doing that simple thing with that little amount of time, I'm sure you could speak to it, just does so many huge things for mental health. You guys just touched on it. It's really hard to do something every day. And Sophie totally hit the nail on the head with consistency and perseverance. You have to check in with yourself on a regular basis and you have to take time for yourself every day, not just when things really hit the fan. Exactly. I 100% agree with what everyone's been saying. I know from my own personal experience that when I was ignoring my own anxiety issues, the worse my anxiety got. So I think you don't really understand the importance of making time for your mental health until it gets too late. But at the same time, I also know that it can be really difficult to take those first steps in getting help for your mental health. So Giacomo, what would you say to someone who is in that particular situation? I would say first and foremost, I've been there. You know, it's a super strange, foreign new topic for most people. And it makes total sense that if this is the first time you're dealing with something of this sort, you wouldn't know where to begin. But the resources are out there for you. And the counselors and the therapists, they're all waiting for you. And that's their job. It's to wait for you and to talk with you. And they love their job. You know, most therapists go into therapy because they themselves have struggled with mental health issues in years past and want to help students nowadays get through it. The CAPS website is an amazing place to begin and getting those two free therapy sessions might be really the best way to start it out. But just remember it's normal to be afraid and that it gets much easier after that first big step. Yeah, I'm not sure if students are taking advantage of those two CAP sessions that we get each semester, but they are included in your tuition and you are paying for them. So you might as well take advantage of them, right? I totally agree with you, Giacomo, that seeking that professional help from the therapists and counselors can totally be daunting at first. But I think once you take that initial step, it'll really pay off. You know, often we're seeking advice and guidance from our friends and family. And while that's great, it might be refreshing to try something different, shake it up, get an outside perspective from a therapist or counselor who has no preconceived notions of you, no biases towards you. They are professionals and you can go into this knowing that their expertise and advice to you is coming with your well-being at the forefront of the work that they do. So I think it's definitely something worth considering while scary at first, it might provide you with a solution to some of your mental health struggles that you've never thought of prior to seeing a therapist or a counselor. So we have one final question for you. What advice would you give to other students that may be struggling with mental health or feels isolated in general because of COVID? I would say, you know, again, like the recurring theme here is that you're not alone and it's harder to feel like you're part of a community in coronavirus times because we are so stuck in our apartments, at our desks, on computers. And when you meet someone on Zoom, it does feel so impersonal. But if you can find those ways to, to feel that connection, like I promise you that you will see for yourself that you're not alone and that we will get through this together and things will get better. All right, everyone, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We hope you've all really enjoyed it. And please note, like Sabrina mentioned earlier, that our guest today, Giacomo, is a student sharing his personal experiences with mental health strategies that have worked for him. He is not a mental health provider or professional. 
if you feel like you need a contact of a mental health professional, you can definitely reach out to CAPS at 812-855-5711. Or if you're a Kelly student, email ksbwell at indiana.edu. And we also wanted to make sure that we shouted out Kelly Higgins, who's a great resource for Kelly students in helping students identify resources that are available for them for mental health and wellness. And she's a great starting place if you're feeling uncertain or overwhelmed. With that being said, thank you so much, Giacomo, for being here today. It was a pleasure having you share your story. And as always, we really appreciate your vulnerability in sharing your personal mental health journey with us and the listeners today. And to you all, if you're interested in speaking personally with Giacomo, he's a peer coach at the UCS. So feel free to drop into the UCS front desk via Zoom. And our hours are 10 to 3, Monday through Friday, with no appointment needed. Thank you guys very much. I, I love talking to you today, and, and I love talking about this stuff. So I hope we said something that can be of use for someone in the future. Oh, I think you said lots of things that will be of use. All right, everybody, it's time for us to answer your questions now. As you know by now, each week we'll be doing a little podcast segment towards the end where you will get a chance to send us your questions and we'll answer them. Today, I'll ask the questions and we'll hear some responses from Sabrina and Amanda. So Sabrina, the first question is, what does recruiting even mean? Uh, that is a great question because recruiting can mean so much. Oftentimes students think, you know, recruiting is just, you know, sending in the application and applying. But unfortunately, it's a little bit more than just that. It means doing your research. It means connecting with, your, with those different business professionals. It means expanding your network. It means improving on your resume and interview skills. That's what recruiting means. It's the whole whole process of getting a job, not just, you know, clicking submit on an application online. Yeah. So you guys heard that if you've submitted boatloads of applications and you're not hearing anything back, unfortunately, like Sabrina said, it's not enough. You got to start forming those relationships. Now, Amanda, the next question is kind of related to what Sabrina spoke on, but what do you think is a good timeline for those touch points with your network? Yeah, that's also a super common question. And as much as I hate to say it, the answer is it depends. But I would say at a minimum, once a semester. The dependent component there is the type of relation that you have with the person in your network. So if it's like an alumni that is close in age and you want to keep in close contact, understand better what their role is and potentially get a job at that firm, I would reach out maybe every one or two months and just check in and try to set up a call like once a semester. But if it's somebody who may be a, a few years above you that you see opportunities with in the future or you think they have an interesting story, at that point, that might lean a little bit further the scale of once a semester. Thank you, Amanda. That's really great insight on how students can have a game plan when it comes to networking with professionals in the workplace. And another tangible and great way to keep track of those communications is by building an Excel spreadsheet. And I know it may sound a little tedious, but I promise you it'll just help keep everything organized and everything in one place, nice and clean and neat and easily accessible to you. And this was really helpful for me in my recruiting process is I would categorize it by company and then list each professional that I knew within the company, their position at the firm, 
you know, if I knew any fun facts about them, where they were located in the U.S. And then I would briefly, after each conversation, write a little note about what we'd spoken about so that over the course of my Kelly career, I could keep track of my network and who was where and how those communications were going. And that really helped me with, like I said, scheduling those regular networking updates with the professionals, which is so important in maintaining professional, but also personal relationships. Want to get in touch? Email us at unfilteredcareersearchpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions about recruiting, want help from professional coaches, or want to see what events are going on, head to careers.kelly.iu.edu. And as always, make sure to keep up with the job postings on Handshake. We'll see you guys next week with us three and the addition of a special guest speaker. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.